Welcome to the Next Chapter podcast by myself, Balasa Mutsumi. I'm delighted to bring you our sixth episode about a book um, that I read a long time ago called Reincarnating Marachera, Notes on a Speculative Archive. Now, this episode was supposed to be had with Dr. Tanashe Mushakavanyu, and we unfortunately were not able to record the interview with him. We will definitely bring you that exclusive interview with Tanashe Mushakavanyu, who is now based in London uh, in the United Kingdom. We really, really are excited because it is one of the books that we got to read last year during um, around this time we read this book about a year ago and yeah happy birthday to Dr. Tanashi Mushakavanyu it was his birthday on the 9th of April this is dedicated to him see you on the next chapter podcast Hello, um, as usual, my name is Balasa Sohomusumutsumi. I'm so excited to actually sit down finally to commemorate and celebrate the work of Dambuzo Marachera. I kind of feel overwhelmed tonight because I am really, really excited to finally become clear about my stance around this book um for those that are joining me on this episode i am balesa sohomutsumutsumi i am an arts practitioner and currently residing in johannesburg south africa most of my episodes have been recorded in between spaces specifically as all of you have have always known I'm from Bloemfontein in a small city situated right in the center of South Africa and it is also the judicial capital of South Africa so there's a lot of history um, that delves into some of the aspects of this book right um, and to contextualize the book for everyone, this is a non-fiction book by Dr. Tanashi Mashakabanyu, and it's called Reincarnating Marachera, Notes on a Speculative Archive. I read this book um, as per my intro about a year ago. Um, I started reading it, in fact, around April. Um, I emailed the author, asked for a copy, um, and somehow I ended up with this copy, which is which is at the moment really, really <laughs> has been read thoroughly. Um, the cover is has been I've been taking this book everywhere. So basically, it's a it's an easy read. It's quite um, thin, but also when you page through the book, it is dense. The sentences are quite deep, well-written, and the author tries to contextualize how his relationship became um, part of his research, 
um of course he's a scholar that writes and reads dambuzo and has um presented work around Dambuza Marachara and specifically what I love about this book is that it's also extended itself outside of the confines of literary work um but also that's that's also partly why I was very interested to read it because it includes so many aspects of a world that obviously from a reader's point of view one would not expect that the author would go there um and it's quite personal in the beginning which i really 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 enjoyed reading um i think the one thing about this book that really creates um some sort of speculation um around dambuza marachara is the idea of the writer being this very mysterious character and that everybody does not really know and understand in Zimbabwe in the UK in South Africa in his community um and really just one of those characters that you kind of feel you know you don't know what to think but one thing that i think um that i think the author did very well was to write from a place of honesty and truthfulness that i haven't really seen in a long time in some of these books that are written from from a, a, a um from a scholarly perspective um especially because it's it's quite it's quite a it's quite a a, a dense read because you really want to read this book when you are not preoccupied with other things and i read the book quite in the middle of a number of personal um personal stuff and i really have been reading it now recently with a very different eye and and that is primarily because i am now interested in reading books that really pick my 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 intellectual um side and also just stimulate me intellectually and make me realize and learn other things so when i read this book in the middle of my weekend or in the middle of me trying to redress to re re cooperate from some other um life activities i read it with such a, a gentle perspective and Yeah, I think one of the reasons why I enjoyed reading um Reincarnating Dam Reincarnating Marachera is because it really has been a journey. It's been a journey of looking away from things that kind of really distracted my focus when I read the book last year and really looking within while reading. the book. So there are certain themes that really touched me when I've when I read the book um recently around death and life and you know our backgrounds, you know our traumas and also our relationship with with others and how those things impact us in a very big way. And if anything everybody knows how 
um, big I am on this podcast around you know this the stories that we tell ourselves or the stories that we have become aware of when it comes to failure and reading this book it kind of reiterated this notion of acceptance for the circumstances that we find ourselves in specifically with regards to how you know he dip, he writes about Dambuzo in a way that is refreshing and straight to the point one of the things that i appreciated about Tanasha's writing which at the very first read i didn't really quite understand what he was saying and where he was going and his style but reading it for reading it now I really got it, you know. I really really understood what he was trying to do here. Um I did a review of the same book last year on my Instagram on my on well it's there on my Instagram. Um you can find it at Jaji at TYATYI. I actually do have a review of this particular book and the intention there was to really travel to Harare basically through this book and I think I don't know if I did a good job of it but I kind of know that yeah that wasn't really a, a thorough review <laughs> of the book but now that I've read the book again I kind of I kind of feel it's one of the best books I've ever read in a long time in a very long time and I don't mean to say this because I know the author or um I've interacted with the author in some way but I think this book is really it's really important it's really important to and I mean also the lovely thing about the book is that you can actually give it to a five, a, a 15 year old and a 16 year old and a 35 year old like myself and it it will be understood it will be consumed in a way that it should and a lot of books don't actually do that a lot of books are very limiting to um to readers you know some books are quite um i think you know they, they quite they 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 in their by their nature they discriminatory you know there's certain books that you need to read when you're actually just have gone through other books and i think that's that's the beauty about about reincarnating marachara anybody could read this book and it it really would resonate throughout throughout um i've written some notes um while reading the book i wrote a few notes and i kind of feel like they they will make sense but i'm not too sure um and yeah you know the 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 question of this book uh, that i think is trying to answer is who is dambuza marachara you know who is this character that we tend to to gravitate towards and who is this character that is trying to 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 come out of us right because i think in each in each and every one of us whoever has read tambuza and i think the passage i'm going to read later on will will also you know come into what i'm you know will will thread into what i'm trying to say here and that is in each and every one of us there is a tambuza marachera 
There is a Dambuzo Marashera. There is the 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 the, the character that rebels against the system and against whatever it is that is deemed to be uh, politically correct, right? Um, and these are the characteristics that this book tries to portray. It also tries to portray the beauty of this rebelliousness. And when I say that, I say that with such a passion because I feel like being rebellious has always been shunned upon historically being a rebel has always been such a uh, 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 um, oh, uh, a, a, a concept that is really really um, taken to be uncouth for, 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 for some reason when people rebel certain 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 people get to be ostracized at the same time and i think that the book also tries to unapologetically stand by dambuzo and really depict him in a way that is truthful i think that it mostly becomes really important when the author talks about the community that Dambuzo built in that in that city, in the city of Harare, where he loved, where he rebelled, where he lost, where he failed, you know, there's there's a certain I mean also it's quite romantic to think that Dambuzo loved Harare, but we're really never sure, you know, did he love Harare as much as we think he did and that is the question did he want to be part of Harare did he want to really live in Harare you know as much as people think he was this figure that this really big figure was he really big in other people's eyes so we never really understand and are sure of who Tambuza Marachara is and in this book this is what I gathered for myself there's also a part where I found it to be very sweet and endearing and also parts of it that came to me um, as really harsh and um, unnecessary, right? And these are the parts that are really incredibly hard to read, especially when it comes to um, Dambuza Marachera's background, his, his, his whole... Um, family what happened to him what happened to his his sibling what happened to his mom what happened to his father those are really heavy um parts to read in the book i think that it's it it's telling of the way in which you know black people's condition um in in the continent specifically and and looking into what's happening in our country and in in Zimbabwe and and also on the continent, these are stories that are so 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 similar, um, and so important to also tell in 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 su- on such um, on such uh, uh, um, in such ways basically, um, and I think also the thing that really captured me about it is that. 
it wasn't trying too hard to convince us that Tambuza Marachara was a saint. And I think a lot of what we tend to do as writers, especially with our favorites, um, is to think that they are these people that are really, really amazing. And <laughs> trust me, um, and this is like quoting one of my brothers um, in the R2, who always said that, you know, sometimes our faves, our faves are problematic. And so, yeah, Dambuza Marachara is quite problematic, guys, you know. <laughs> in some ways, he's got like, there's so many things about him that we don't know. And I, and I think um, reincarnating Dambuzo by Tanashe Mushakavanyu is a first of many, a first of many, right? A first of many that could open up this conversation around how do we deal with ourselves um, and how do we deal with others in context to, you know, the world that we're living in? And how do we then make sense of the decisions that we make um, when it comes to our livelihoods, when it comes to who we are? And I've written here that, um, you know, there's a question mark because I'm I'm often uh, fascinated by Dambuzo Marachara's writing and 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 having read his um, literary works, I I mean this is quite a long time ago. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to say that I read. Uh, black you know some of his books recently no that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is I've read some of his works and I was quite young I was quite impressionable I was quite um I was just consuming African literature at a pace that's not the same as now and I was also very um interested in black African literature so I really read voraciously and Dambuza Marachara was one of them. So I think I'd like to think that I will revisit his works. And this is one of the things that really fascinates me um, in terms of how obviously his books are really um, quite inaccessible. Um, he's an old, old legend. Um, and you know, it's quite sad that obviously at this in this day and age, I'll have to really, really look to <laughs> to find copies of some of his works. Hopefully, I will succeed. But if not, I have a digital copy and um, of of one of his works that is one of my favorite. Um, House of Hunger, obviously. Um, I've also got a copy of Black Sunlight. Um, which really is, um, yeah, it's hard to read. Um, so those are the two texts that I've had, that I've had, you know, digitally. Um, but it's quite telling in the book when the author really, um, you know, also hints at this idea of Dambuzo Marachero's works not being accessible to, to everyone. And it get it gets me thinking a lot about you know the archive and what the archive means to people that are on the continent and people that are in Europe 
and people that are intersecting between these these spaces the west and you know and also how do we then make sure that these texts are available for future generations to come that's just a question it doesn't have to be answered it's okay but also i mean dambuzo is is like yo is dashing in front of this book you know he's got this really dashing um <laughs> dashing demeanor and i i kind of like i kind of like that i kind of like the fact that he is young and he is you know he's just himself he's really you can really see from this portrait uh, when he was in oxford um in 1973 it says um that he was a young dashing black guy that he was you know he was sure of himself he was exactly where he wanted to be but you could also see that from this picture and the, and the way he's he's presented um almost like you know very very proud to be where he was and so yeah it's it's one of those images that i've i've often seen dambuzo marachara much older you know um very much different from this image which i think i mean kudos to tanashi for really having this image here because it i mean i i i i kind of love this notion of him being alive amongst us you know and and his his spirit continuing to be amongst us all because this spirit of rebelliousness permeates through this image so well um what else i think also the thing about this book is that there's so many facets to it there's so many facets to it that makes it even you know hard to describe it there's i mean at the back of the book one of the fascinating things is that this I, i'm really interested to ask tanasha this and if he listens to this bro <laughs> i'm really interested to find out why is there a circle at the back of i mean the cover the, at the back of the cover there's a circle full of numbers and i'm i'm assuming um it has a lot to do with with you know um yeah with with constellations mathematics and a lot more um creative thinking than 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 anything else so i'm really interested to know what is the significance of this circle full of numbers um yeah and then at the back the blurb reads dambuzo marachara dambuzo marachara's death on august 18th in 1987 is an event that remains unremarked writer and scholar tanashi mushagavanyu interprets this event as a moment of radical proxy in the zimbabwean imaginary mining three overlapping archives marachara's own writings his historical and theoretical legacy and an imaginative archive that responds creatively to gaps in the first in the first two so 
I mean, it's quite genius that he does this, right? Um, because, and also the other thing that I love about this is that it says radical proxy in the Zimbabwean imaginary, mining three overlapping archives. Because, in fact, like, there's so many politics surrounding Marachara's um, archives that, you know, one can't go into that right now because I'm just a reader. And also, this is just a simple reflection on the book. But obviously, having having had conversations with Tanasha around this, this notion of the, the, the archives archive, <laughs> it's very, very, um, it's very uh, complex, uh, to put it mildly. It's quite complex. It's quite intense. So I will just comment on just the fact that there is a lot to unpack when it comes to Dambuzo Marachara's archive and other really interesting background uh, some background that one cannot get into right now but I would like to also note that should I have the opportunity to kind of interview and have a conversation with Tanashe those were the those some of the questions will have to go into certain stuff that are related to uh, Dambuzo Marachara's archive but also one thing that I love about this particular book is that you know it's it's really 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 um amazing because yeah i mean for a while tanasha lived in new york and did a lot of work in the u.s with black chalk um kudos to them i really really love their work um so it's published by a really cool um small publication uh, publisher called ugly duckling press and from my understanding they're like really independent super cool and i really really love the cover design i'm i'm always commenting about anything when when it comes to books i will comment about the cover design so i'm really really impressed it's got also a previous um colleague that i shared a panel with marine arsenio they've published her book um and yeah and some interesting um writers and scholars here that they've actually um published previously and so yeah it's it's also referred to the pamphlet so i'm gonna just read um, the back page where they list all the writers that they've published so far. So it says this pamphlet is part of UDP's, well, UDP's obviously Ugly Duckling Presses 2020 pamphlet series, 20 commissioned essays on poetics, translation, performance, collective work, pedagogy, and small press publishing. The authors are listed below. Their pamphlets are available for individual purchase and as a subscription. So you can go on to Ugly Duckling Press press with the spelling p-r-e-s-s-e uh, so it's going to be uglyduckingpress.org slash subscribe so you can get a subscription there 
and then it says each offers a different approach to the pamphlet as a form of working in the present and engagement at once sustained and ephemeral to win a subscription you can write to office to office at uglyduckingpress.org with your solution to the following puzzle oh that's what it is using only six straight lines divide the circle on the back cover so that each number is in its own section without any overlap between numbers oh my god i'm gonna do this this is why there are numbers <laughs> i knew this this was mathematical in some way uh, or logical in some way i love it it's quite clever so i will try this and try and win a subscription and then take a picture and solve this puzzle and read the instructions because the instructions are quite important okay so that is that um, so we were reviewing reincarnating Marachera notes on a speculative speculative archive by Tinashe Mushagavanyu it was published in 2020 there are so many things I could say about this book that is incredibly amazing. However, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, there is an image that is really, really, um, you know, that makes me sad because... I mean, this is the just, this is the difference, right? There's Dambuzo, the young Dambuzo, and then there's like the young Dambuzo, um, almost at the back of the book where he's just, you know, you could see that he's not exactly who he was as a dashing young man in the 1970s. Um, but he's clearly Dambuzo Marachera, the rebel, Dambuzo Marachera, the voice, Dambuzo Marachera, the dangerous man. And Dambuzo Marachara, the guy that we all, fall, you know, fall in love with once we read his books and really want to connect with him um, on that level. So in closing, I am going to read, and obviously because I love letters and I love writing to people and yeah, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things. I... At, in 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 retrospect the book is quite telling as well of the author um because you know it it really centers just the way in which there was so much effort put into gathering even the slightest information about dambuzo so here is so at the back the appendix there are letters or emails um, sent to the author telling him about Dambuzo Marachera and how he was and what the context of each of the the the, the people that Tanasha interacted with via email, um, what their relationship was with Dambuzo, right? Um, and so I really like this addition to to add on to how you know other people besides Tanache, how they viewed him, how they in interpreted his work and how they also got to know him. 
So there is a letter from Ndatengungi Wationgo, yes, and it's it's really sweet. So I'm going to read the letter, and it was sent on the 30th of September 2016 at half past three in the morning, I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it's 3.34, must be. So it says, Ngungi Wationgo, he's addressing Tinashe and says, I met Marachara once or twice in Harare. I don't recall the circumstances, but I really felt warm towards him. There is no doubt in my mind that the House of Hunger is a masterpiece. It has a quality that reminded me of Dostoevsky, and I really hoped he would produce more and more. But we have to be grateful for what he left with us. We are able to continue communing with his real living spirit in the work he left behind. His body may have returned to the soil, but his spirit roams among roams among us, and I'm glad to hear about his archives being made public. Harare and Zimbabwe are very special to me. They welcomed me and Ngungi Wamiri and Kimani Gekau and other activists of the Kamiritu Community Education and Cultural Center when we had become political pariahs in our own country. I am publishing a small book in Gikuyu, Nyoni Nyonia Nyone, in which the Hungwe on great Zimbabwe figures. I mentioned the tree that is supposed to contain all the leaves and flowers of all the trees and plants in Africa as a symbol of Pan-Africanism. Zimbabwe Publishing House was trailblazer. I enjoyed the Harare Book Fair and I hope that someday it comes back. Best. Ngungi. So really this, uh, this just, it just made sense. You know, it just literally made sense why it's important to speak and interact with other writers and how it's important to create again, based on my last episode, it's like this community of of people, you know, we don't necessarily have to like what we're doing you know, as a community, um, as people within a community, but we definitely can interact and talk about each other's work and really interrogate why it's important for us to do the work that we're doing. And this is a completely, completely different era where Datuk Ngungi Wationgo met, you know, um, Marachera and you know, and all these interactions, all these encounters really play a role in how we build our own imagination around who we are as creatives and cultural workers and writers and readers. It really emancipates our thinking because then all of us get to be become part of each other's um, trajectory, right? And I just love how he... He references one of you know Dostoevsky, and he references how much he would have wanted um, him to kind of, you know, become part of this community, this Pan-African dream that he had, and how you know writing in Gikuyu really has created this, you know, was ignited by this idea of interacting with Marachera, and obviously decolonization is the topic 
that he's known for you know decolonizing um our mind and decolonizing our books and decolonizing our spaces and decolonizing everything that we're about so in and of itself it was a really rebellious understanding and a collective understanding between two people that you know there has to be this thing that takes place whether we like it or not um and he's i mean that ngungi watonga is one of the most beautiful pioneers of that right this rebelliousness that pushes against this you know system that has come become a you know become so rife and so um so revered you know and it 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 really has to be one of the best examples in the book around how important marachara was to us and to the african continent and to people like him so i'm going to end it there i'm going to end it there but before i end off this wonderful podcast that i think really got me thinking about what it is how do i want to how do i want to leave a legacy as a writer right how do i want to make sure that people my peers my people people that i interact with read my stuff in a way that they can relate to it but also learn from it so and also progress you know how do i make that impact so anyway before i leave i'm busy reading really amazing books that i cannot miss um that i cannot not mention and these are very important um so i think because i've been away and i've taken kind of number of weeks to post this episode i i'm busy reading different books at different times so i'm going to start reading damon galgut the promise which obviously has won the booker prize um i was given this book by a friend from london and she wrote a wonderful message for me during christmas and i planned on reading it so this is the review that's going to come after this one is going to be on um on 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 this book but also i've been also reading uh sisonkem simang's the resurrection of winnie mandela which i've been dying to read for a long time so yeah non-fiction and fiction and then i'm finishing off uh oh, it's such a wonderful book then i'm finishing off bernadine everisto's girl woman other i started reading it and then all of a sudden boom you know like life just became so hectic and then now i'm really getting into it and i plan on doing a review of it as well so three books that i'm reading uh one south african author um one booker prize author and one british author obviously all of them have got amazing amazing stories that they've written and i can't wait to tell you more um besides that i think that please follow our socials at failure_podcast and follow me on instagram at jaji as well as follow 
the podcast on Twitter. It's at podcast underscore failure. And you can also catch me doing really interesting things very soon. I don't want to say a lot, but I will be going a little bit um, slightly on YouTube and I've been working on a strategy to kind of get um, the podcast on video as well. But I don't want to say a lot. I think that I'm going to leave it right there. So expect um, some few episodes to end of this series. Um, both, obviously, all three of the episodes will come one after the other. And it will be really interesting um, if I can squeeze in one interview with a with an author. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try my best. But till next time, thank you very much for listening. Remember that everything that we speak about on this podcast resonates um, and will always be around how do we make failure something that is normalized, something that is incredibly uh, and equally important for our own mental health. And how do we make sure that our community, our creative community, understands that books, creativity, and culture are inevitably very much important to our own failure story. Alrighty, till next time. Bye! Thank you so much for joining us on this 17th episode. Are we on 17? I don't know. We have to check. Anyway, um, I've been really getting a lot of flack for not being consistent with this podcast, specifically in the last few months. And I have to apologize to you. Um, in terms of not putting out enough content specifically because this series has been really really um, important to me on a personal level because in my previous life I used to be very active in the literary world and I'm trying to get back into literature Um, and this is one of the ways that I want to reconnect to that community but anyway I'm really, really going to try harder and be better at doing this podcast live. As always, I really appreciate your tweets, your likes on Instagram, and also keeping in touch. My name is Balesa Sukhomuzumuzumi. I am the host of the Next Chapter podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Jaji, T-Y-A-T-Y-I. And also follow me on Twitter under the same name. I'm also um, making sure that I will slightly pick up on um, content on Instagram for the podcast. It's under failure underscore podcast. 
and also on twitter it's at podcast underscore failure so it's really really important to follow and see some of the things that we'll be posting in the future with regards to the growth of this podcast as usual i'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart and please wherever you are whatever you do take care